Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast with me, your host, Dr. Morgan Anderson, clinical psychologist, relationship coach, love expert, creator of the ESL relationship method, and athletic wear connoisseur. My mission is to help you raise your self-worth, have great relationships, and step confidently into the next level of your life. Each week, two episodes will air featuring expert advice, live coaching, and tips showing you exactly how to improve your life and attract great relationships. You deserve to feel empowered, secure, and loved. So buckle up and let's get vulnerable. Do you feel like you keep dating people who won't commit and you've struggled in your dating life? You've gone through all these breakups, or maybe you've even struggled to consistently date and stay in the dating game. And you are actually the one who struggles to commit and let your walls down. I know how exhausting this can be when you have this desire on your heart that you really want that partner, that best friend, that person to build a life with, and yet your dating life is just going nowhere and you can't seem to find a person to build a healthy relationship with. I just know how frustrating that is. And I was able to take everything I know from clinical psychology and attachment theory research and NLP belief work and build a program that can help you no matter what your past has been, even if you've never had a healthy relationship before in your life, this program will help you become the securely attached, healthy, high self-worth version of you who effortlessly attracts that partner that you've always wanted. So spots are really limited. We can only take a small amount of people every month. And I want to invite you to not wait on your healing. Love is for those who are willing to be brave and do the work And you are so deserving of removing the barriers to everything you desire. So I just want to invite you, apply to the Empowered, Secure, Loved program. You get coaching with me and you will be able to embody that version of you that you deserve. And spots, once again, are super limited. So make sure you apply. You can find the link in my Instagram bio. My Instagram handles Dr. Morgan Coaching, and the link will also be in the show notes. I'm so excited for you to embody that healthy, securely attached version of you. You are so worthy of it. Hey, y'all, I wanted to give you a heads up before you listen to this episode. There's some really difficult topics in this one. So if you are triggered by grieving, loss, or the topic of suicide, you may not want to tune in to this episode. The other thing I just want to share is this is a very vulnerable episode for me. I know the name of the podcast is Let's Get Vulnerable. And yet this is a different level of vulnerability for me to share about something that's very personally challenging for me. 
um, and continues to be. So I just want to give you that heads up. It's a different episode than the typical episodes. If you want more of the actionable dating advice, attachment theory, if that's what you're here for, you may just want to skip this episode. Nothing wrong with that. Um, And I also want to mention that if this brings up things for you where you're realizing, hey, I need mental health support or I need therapy help, if it if it brings up that for you, I'm going to put some resources in the show notes. So you can check out the show notes. We'll have some different hotlines and resources. Please know that there's always, always help. So if you or yourself, um, you or your family, friends, someone you know, if you need support, please use the resources in the show notes. Support is out there. Uh, But thank you to this community for giving me the space to be vulnerable. And there may be some of you that will really get a lot out of this episode and you might be able to relate to some of what I share. So I appreciate you. I love this community and thank you. It's your host, Dr. Morgan, and today's episode is going to be a little bit different and vulnerable and real. I've told you all, I'm just kind of in this era where I'm just going to tell you what I feel and what I'm really honestly going through. This podcast is called Let's Get Vulnerable After All. So this today, I honestly have no idea how this is going to go, but I'm just going to be here and be present and share this with you. I think somebody needs to hear this. Um, And the reality is I've put this episode off for mm, about two years. And there's a lot of reasons for that. And part of it was my own processing of it and my own healing. Um, And I'm finally at a place where I can talk about this somewhat. We'll see if I can. Um, And I just feel like there's been a lot of things that the universe is telling me, hey, you got to talk about this. And I don't take it lightly that you all tune in, you listen to this podcast. I really feel a sense of responsibility that I need to be honest with you, that I need to provide not just the butterflies and rainbows and all the wonderful parts of life and finding a great relationship and all of that. Like This is a space to actually be real about all different kinds of human experiences. And I want to talk to you about a couple different things today that, of course, relate to great relationships because doesn't everything at the end of the day, like we're here on this planet for connection. So some of this story will probably um, still relate to that in some way. But the topics are grief, mental health, and spirituality. So we're going where the podcast has never gone before. And this might get emotional. And I hope that if you are sensitive to the topics of loss and grief, or honestly, death by suicide, we are going to go there today. Um, If you're sensitive to those topics, you may not want to listen to this episode. So I just want to give you that warning 
I have so many other episodes. You can check out something else. If you know that, that that's going to be tough for you, then by all means, please listen to, to something else. Um, but I finally am at a place where I can talk about this and I am still struggling to find the words, but I'm going to try. So I want to tell you all a story about my friend, Anthony. Um, I'm just going to refer to him as, as Anthony. And what happened was um, I was in graduate school my first year of clinical psychology grad school, and I didn't know anyone. And I had just moved from Missoula, Montana to Portland, Oregon. And I'm in this class with 50 other people who are also there to get their doctorate in clinical psychology. And I remember one day I was riding the MAX train from Portland, Oregon to Hillsboro, which is where my campus was. And I'm on the MAX train and I um, see one of my classmates. And I'm like, oh, thank goodness we have one good looking guy. Okay, there was two. He was one of the two good looking guys in my cohort. And I was like, I'm gonna flirt. Okay, because you know, I'm like, you know, at, at that point in my life, it was always about how can I find a guy? And I was always like, Oh, I'm, I'm open to flirt, right? So I go and I sit down next to him. And we talk about our travels to Europe and how we both love traveling and music. And we just had this wonderful conversation. And then, of course, he slips in that he has a boyfriend. So immediately I knew, okay, this is, this is going to be my gay best friend, Anthony. Um, and we really were inseparable. And we, we had so much in common and we had this genuine care for people. Um, he's one of the best psychologists that that I ever knew. Um, it in the the sense that he really truly cared about people, and we we just had so much fun together. It, Anthony and I, it was like we could be listening to Britney Spears in the car, or you know, we could we could go out downtown and go party. CC slaughters anybody in Portland. You know, we we just we bonded over so many things and he was always my go-to for relationship advice. He was always there whatever breakup I was going through. This was the kind of friend that um if I was in class and and I needed something I have my dog who I got during grad school, my golden doodle. I remember one time I was in class and there was something wrong with my dog and I knew that he needed to go to the vet, but I like didn't have time to take him to the vet. And I, I literally called up Anthony and he went to my apartment and took my dog to the vet for me. That's the kind of friend he was. He was so caring. He was just, we, we were very close. Um, and we had so many fun times together. It's just, I have so many amazing memories with Anthony and Summer of, um, was it summer of 2019? I believe we went to Greece together. I got to go with his family. They're such amazing people. I love them dearly. 
And we were island hopping in Greece on a sailboat. And he was exactly the kind of friend that you would want to do that with. Like everyone loves him. He walks in a room and people just love him immediately. Always the best dressed, always outgoing, always kind, always funny, like just the biggest heart. This is the kind of of person that you just are so grateful to know that that was my friend, Anthony, and not to mention a psychologist at Stanford University, a top researcher in OCD and anxiety, the most intelligent human. He had a 4.0 in graduate school. I have no idea how. Um, So incredibly smart. And this was one of my best friends. And I was, I was always like, wow, you know, this, I, I just adored him. And I just felt so, so grateful that we had chosen each other to be so close. Right. And fast forward, um, going through graduate school, my friend Anthony is in this long-term relationship with his partner. And honestly, it started to decline the relationship. And there was, there was issues and he wouldn't tell people about it, but he would tell me I was one of the people he would open up to. And unfortunately his partner was suffering from mental illness. So this is my friend who's a psychologist and he's in a relationship with someone who is suffering from mental illness. And even him and I, both psychologists struggled to navigate the mental health field and struggled to find a way to get his partner help. And then of course there was the resistance from his partner and there was all kinds of struggle of just getting his partner to go seek help. And eventually he just kind of gave up and we're talking years here of this ongoing struggle and Anthony being the kind and loving and just beautiful human he was and so caring. He really ignored his own needs and wanted to care for this human who was really, really hurting. And there was many times where it was close of, you know, he'd call me and say, okay, I'm ready to leave this relationship. Come get me. And I'd be ready to go, you know, fly up to San Francisco from San Diego And then he would tell me, no, I can't do it. So there was something that would always just sort of stop him. And um, I think it's important. Like, I just want to acknowledge psychologists are humans too. This is somebody celebrated researcher published in articles. I mean, top of his field and he's struggling. You know, my, my friend was struggling a lot and I did what I could. Um, I tried to always be there. And it honestly just got harder and harder to be there because there was just a lot of really toxic, hurtful things going on. Um, And in 2020, y'all know what happened. We had the pandemic. And you can imagine someone struggling in this way going into lockdown with their partner, uh, that was not a good, good 
turn of events for my my dear friend Anthony. And things got worse and worse. Um and what what ended up happening is my friend Anthony died by suicide. <sighs> and um I'm still re- I'm it's it's hard to say those words cuz a lot of the time I like to I like to think that it didn't happen. I spent a lot of time in denial still um where you know I I hear a song I like or an outfit I want to get and I reach to my phone to text him and then I have to remember the truth. So I'm still I still go into the denial stages of grief a lot. Um, and I'm, I'm telling you this not so that you feel bad for me. I'm, I'm not looking for pity or anyone feeling bad. There's, there's a few reasons and I'll, I'll get to more, but I just want to acknowledge how important mental health is. We just went through mental health awareness month and um someone who was a psychologist top perf- you know top of his field struggling knows all the things logically someone with accesses you know access to resource i can't even speak now <laughs> this is going to be a great episode <laughs> so i can't speak access to resources um, somebody who was well connected and couldn't get the help that he needed. And then you have somebody like me, um, who, you know, I'll never forget the day hearing the news. I literally laid on my floor for hours and I just couldn't get up. Have you, I'm sure some of you listening, you've had those moments, maybe a loss or something that happened where you literally did not have the strength to stand. And, and this, this completely crushed me. Here I was thriving. I'm building this great business. At that point, the Empowered Secure Love program was pretty new. Um, but I had, I had had this amazing experience of taking the first 20 women that did the program. I had completed that and things were, I was, I was loving my life and, um, I got the news and it completely crushed me. Uh, my mental health at that time took a horrible dip. And and I'm telling you this because once again, I'm human. And even though I can be an expert, I'm not immune to life experiences and particularly grief and loss and something as painful as losing a friend to suicide. And one of the things that I struggled with for so long was the guilt. I really, truly believed that there was something that I could have done or that I should have done. And I still wake up sometimes, and and that's my first thought of the day, is what could have I done differently? So I think it's 
it's one of those things that the only way forward is through. And so, you know, I got that news. I'm completely crushed. And I'll, I'll be totally honest with you all. I was in so much pain, so much pain that I also at the time was having thoughts of suicide myself, not a plan, not actions, not actually going through with it. Cause guess what? I'm a psychologist. So I know what the real warning signs are, but I really was at this place where I was just in so much emotional pain. I did not want to be alive. And I can imagine y'all know, I mean, this is a human experience. There's nothing weird about this. Sometimes we experience those thoughts. And that's where I found myself in the midst of losing one of my best friends on this planet um, and blaming myself and feeling guilty. And I had this moment it was a couple of days because at first I was just completely, I was like a, a complete wreck. And then I was just numb. I couldn't feel anything. I couldn't smile. I had no emotion whatsoever. And I was in this numb state. I barely left my bed. Um, and my heart was just hurting so much for all the people in Anthony's life, his family, his patients, um, you know, and I remember I was, I was in the basement of my aunt Peggy's home, which is where I was living at the time during the pandemic. And I was in my room and I went to the bathroom and I looked in the mirror and I had this real moment of, okay, I'm in so much pain. I don't want to be alive. I really could go get this bottle of Tylenol and I could go get some alcohol. And I bet I could take enough to no longer have to be on this planet. Or, and then it was like, it was like something else outside of me gave me this and it and the or was you can follow the light you can try to heal through this and you can go get a bible which was the weirdest thing for me because i hadn't picked up a bible in i don't know 12 15 years i really hadn't gone to church i didn't have much of a spiritual connection um but something was saying go get a bible and in that moment, I remember running up the stairs and I went and I found my Aunt Mary's Bible. And my, my Aunt Mary had passed away a couple of years before from, from liver cancer. Um, and she was just this amazing woman. And her faith was always something that I, I knew was really important for her. So my aunt Peggy had kept her Bible. I knew where it was. And I went and I grabbed it and I looked up on my phone scripture for grief. 
And I read the Bible for hours and hours and hours. And I can tell you this, I started to feel slightly better. Not a lot, but slightly. And I had chosen in that moment to heal and to take care of myself. And of course, I had all kinds of reasons why, you know, this amazing family I have, my community, um, all the ways that I get to serve and show up. And there was also this voice that was like, I need to help people even more in their relationships because look what happened to my friend Anthony and just how important it is to have healthy relationships. So chose the path of healing and what ended up happening, even through experiencing grief and loss and mourning, um, I, I just started to develop a spiritual life and a connection to God. And I, I've heard this so many times people talk about, Oh, you know, you go through something challenging and then it causes you to go back to church or it causes you to have a spiritual connection. And I always kind of thought that was, you know, just kind of cliche. And then here I was experiencing it of hitting, you know, a real, real rock bottom moment in my life and reaching out for God, for a higher power. And I can tell you that my spiritual life is what has gotten me through the time since my friend Anthony's death and that I don't know where I would be without it. So what does this mean? What does this mean? There's a lot to take away from this. And like I said, I have no idea what I was going to share or how I was going to share it today, but I just knew it was important. You know, we're coming off of um, Mental Health Awareness Month. Anthony's birthday was June 2nd. He would have been, I believe he would have been 35. So in honor of his memory, because he loved people so much. And I've even had some of his clients somehow find me. I don't know how. And they'll send me a message and they'll say, you know, I loved Anthony so much. Um, so just in his honor, I just want you to think about how, how are you doing? Like, how are you doing really? You know, what, what support do you need? What people do you need? Maybe you can benefit also from a spiritual life, but I, I want you to just think about how can I prioritize my mental health and my well-being and what does that look like? And please, if you are in a relationship that is damaging your mental health, you know, I'm not saying this is like, this is obviously a very extreme scenario, um, but please know that over time, it can just be so damaging and you deserve relationships that add value to your life, that support you having great mental health. We're all deserving of those relationships. And 
you deserve to heal and you deserve to have, you know, just wonderful people in your life and love and support. Um, so in, in Anthony's memory and honor, you know, I think he would also want you to, to ask yourself, how are you doing really? And, and what do you need? And just another kind of segment of this is spirituality. If you're anything like me, I grew up going to church and at some point I became disillusioned by it. I remember I was in a youth group and there was a pastor who, when a one of the teenage female members had become pregnant, and I think she was 17, and the youth leader was kicking her out of the group. Meanwhile, the guy who had gotten her pregnant was still in the group. And I just remember thinking, church just isn't for me. If that's the kind of behavior, church just isn't for me, clearly. And I really fell away from any kind of spiritual life, from a connection to God. Um, and I I think that I always had intention. I remember being like, yeah, I'll find a church. I'll go, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure I'll, I'll reconnect to a church at some point. And I just never did. And I think I would just have you think about what does spirituality mean to you? I am a firm believer that there are so many ways to connect to God and the universe. And even though I identify as Christian, I would never condemn anyone else's religion. And I know that there are Christians listening that would disagree with me. And I understand that. And I, I really believe that we all have our own path and we really need to find what works for us in order to connect to a higher power. I love Wayne Dyer. Probably some of you've heard of Wayne Dyer and the way that he talks about source energy and higher power and God, the universe. I think whatever you call it, whatever it is to you, it's important to connect to it for guidance, for support, for an inner knowing of your worthiness that is beyond anything that humans could tell you. And for us to remember that if we've become skeptical or we don't appreciate religion, that perhaps it wasn't spirituality or religion, that it was actually humans that turned us away. And how can we go into spiritual places, whether it's a retreat, yoga, a church, how can we go into spiritual places and connect to a higher power instead of worrying about the humans that we're connecting to or the messages that, that we're getting? How can we go to those places and take what we need and leave the rest? So take what we need and leave the rest. And then for me, part of my journey in this and healing, and yes, you guys, I go to therapy. I've done so much healing around this. I have spiritual practices. So please, I know some of you, when you hear this episode, you're going to be so worried about me. And I just want you to know I'm okay. <laughs> I still have tough days. Um, I'm not going to lie. And, and there are moments that are really hard. 
but I'm okay. And part of that was creating non-negotiables around my spiritual practices and also just connecting to people in my life and opening up about what I had experienced. There's a few key people in my life. Uh, My cousin, Sam Keister, my sister-in-law, Haley Hustis, my Aunt Peggy, some of my friends, Carrie, Carrie Sulins, Dr. Shiva Asar. Um, I could go on and on. My friend Mariah or um, I've had a lot of people in my life that I could connect to. I've been privileged enough to connect with Anthony's family and I'm so incredibly grateful for them. And I think there's something really powerful about connecting to people who have been in your pain, even if part of you finds it hard because you you all you are bonded over this pain. I think it's still beautiful and it's certainly been really helpful to me in my own healing. Um and Anthony had so many amazing friends. I don't want to pretend like I was his only friend. There's also a lot of other people who are mourning him and who were so deeply connected to him. Um and I just think that community like I remember we did, we've, we had a zoom call from my colleagues at Pacific. And that was the last thing I wanted to do was to connect with people that had this shared experience. But it is really powerful when you're grieving, when you're going through something tough, even in the empowered secure love program, like the power of community, when we don't want to be seen is when we need to be seen the most. When we don't want to be seen is when we need to be seen the most. And the best thing I did was to continue to show up and connect with people and let people love me, even when I wanted to hide and run away and just be in my pain. And even when I felt like I was a complete shell of myself or a disaster, I still showed up, you know, and, and I'm honestly so grateful to my mission and my purpose to help people have high self-worth and great relationships because I really believe that, that God higher power gave that to me to help me through this loss. That it was one of the things that, that really helped me through this loss is to have a meaningful purpose pulling me forward. And that's one of the beauties of purpose. And I think there's spirituality in that, that when we find our purpose, it can be something that does pull us forward in really difficult times. Um, And if you've ever lost anyone to suicide, like I have, um, I know, I know it's, it's hard. It's such a, it's such a painful loss. Um, There's a lot of grief and guilt and anger and confusion. Um, and I, I could go into different things, but I, I won't. Um, but just know that you're not alone. You're not alone. And I see you and I get it. And I know it's tough. And I do think that there's other people who've experienced this, such as myself. And sometimes it's helpful. It's helpful to talk to those people. I've had clients open up to me about this. Um, And I know that it's just helpful to know you're not alone. And as I've been honoring my friend Anthony and just thinking about him 
Um, there's a song that I keep listening to, and it's Ed Sheeran, Eyes Closed. <laughs> and I just, I love this song because it just, it talks about grief. Um, and I actually think it's about a, a breakup, <laughs> but the way I interpret the song, it, it makes me think about grief. And, and, and what I realized is I can honor my friend Anthony in all the ways that I serve people and in all the ways that I continue to dance and have fun and listen to Britney Spears and just show up and be the un- unapologetic version of me because that's what he embodied and that's what he would have wanted. And he was always one of my my biggest, biggest cheerleaders. Like Anthony was the ultimate hype person. So like before you're going out, you know, he'll say, oh, you're killing that outfit. You look great. You know, he was he was like the ultimate hype person. And I continue to hear him and um, remember his voice and, and remember what he would tell me. And I can always connect to that, even though he's no longer here. Um, and and there's a lot of a lot of things I do differently now, after experiencing this loss. A, a loss changes you. There's no doubt about it. People that go through grief, who go through a significant loss, it just changes you. And some of the gifts include just so much passion and drive for my mission of helping people. Like I hope you all know like I don't have to do what I do. <laughs> There's a lot of other things I could do, but it really does come from this drive to really help people, right? Um that's one of the gifts. Obviously I talked about spirituality. That's been a huge gift to me is reconnecting to a higher power. Um, and then the other gift is just how I love people in my life and how I tell people I love them and how I make time with the people I love such a priority. And I honestly, I don't know, like, I wonder if I would have moved back to Montana if I hadn't experienced this. I don't know. Um, it changed me because I realized how precious time is and I knew I needed to be near my family. I needed to be near people that really, really mattered to me. And loss changes you in that way. Um, so if any of you have gone through a loss and you're grieving, you're in pain, I want you to know that that pain is so valid and you deserve to feel through it. We can't numb it. We can't run from it. We do have to grieve and feel through the pain. And then on the other side of it is almost like this blank canvas of the new version of you. And you get to decide having experienced that loss and the way that I was shaped by that loss, can I now build my life in a more meaningful way? What are my values on the other side of this loss? And I think that was something that was really important for me is realizing, okay, my family, my family, I don't need to be near the people I love. Um, So here I am in Montana, going to church on Sundays, (laughs) still dancing to Britney Spears, super committed to my mission of helping people. And I thank Anthony for having the influence on my life that he did. 
And I'm so grateful to be doing what I'm doing. Um, and I'm, I'm just going to forever remember him. And I hope that me being vulnerable in this episode, I hope it helped you in some way. <laughs> I, I really, like I said, I was so torn about whether or not to talk about this. And I just, I was driving the other day <laughs> and, um, couple things happened. I had Britney Spears on on my playlist just randomly came on. And and by the way, Aunt, Anthony loved Britney, like loved Britney, knew everything about her, every single piece of music, every single article about her. He knew everything. Okay. Um, so, you know, I'm driving in my car, Britney Spears comes on and then I looked up and I'm in this random part of Bozeman and guess what the what the street name was. It was St. Anthony. And I just kind of felt like, okay, I get it. <laughs> I need to talk about this because there's so much power in just opening up and being vulnerable and talking about things. So here I am crying on the podcast, being open. And I just want you to know that if you're grieving, you're not alone. And once again, that grief can shape us and it can actually help us open our hearts to what's really meant for us and, and what we really want. And I'm sending you all so much love. Like I said, I know this was not a typical episode, but I hope you, I hope you got some value out of it. Maybe it had you reflect on some things in your life. Um, and yeah, I'm just, I'm sending you so much love. And of course, as always, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. I'll talk with you soon. You guys, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you. The best way that you can thank me is by sharing this episode on Instagram Facebook and making sure that you tag me at Dr. Morgan coaching. And it would really mean the world to me if you took just two minutes to leave me a five-star review on iTunes. This podcast is not free to produce. And the more that you help this little show grow, the more people will have access to this valuable information. So until next time, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. Thank you for being part of this community.